This is Kevin from Kevin's Barbecue Joints, and welcome to episode 287 of the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast. And I'm really excited to bring in my interview with Blue Broussard from 1701 Barbecue in Beaumont, Texas. I've been wanting to do this for a little while. He just opened the restaurant in December. They had plans to open in August, but we all know what 2020 was like, and he explains in detail what happened and why it had to get delayed, but it all makes sense. It seems like the area has really taken to his restaurant, so it, it all happens for a reason, I guess, as, as they say. I love this because I felt like I was listening to these stories from Blue. He's a great storyteller, and he knows so much about the history of his family. I think he knows more than anyone I've ever talked to in general about their family history, and they still have the home of his great-great-grandfather. It's been restored. It's it's just... That's just, we talk a lot about the history, the family history. They have a mortuary business, and we talk about that. And he talks about the Civil War, how the connection. There's a lot of history at the beginning of this, and it's really interesting. I think you really dig it. And then we get into the barbecue joint and to how um, things came about with the barbecue. And then all about the concept and what they're serving. The menu isn't this massive menu, but it's very detailed. And it's very blue, and it makes a lot of sense. And it just sounds fantastic and and you know it's a place that you want to visit it's interesting it's off the 10 freeway and the 10 is here in california it starts in santa monica at, at the pacific ocean and it goes all the way through to <laughs> to florida i think it's to jacksonville i was looking at the map you can't see his restaurant from the freeways so i'll put a map below to the restaurant so that way it'll make it easy for you to find it but i know that it's going to be on your list beaumont is about 50 miles northeast of houston so if you're in houston for barbecue Head out there. Make sure you get there early, though. They do sell out. He has beef ribs every day, which is kind of cool. I wanted to throw that in. But it, it, his menu sounds wonderful. It's it, His food sounds wonderful. The desserts sound great. There's a lot of attention to detail in everything that he does. And with the barbecue joint, that's very much the same. So so I can't thank Blue enough for taking the time. It's a really fun interview. I know you're going to dig it. And like I said, I know that you're going to want to go to 1701 Barbecue. And the Kevin's Barbecue Joints podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Centex Smokers. You can check them out at Centex underscore Smokers on Instagram. That's the best way. Follow him. See the pits. Pits are gorgeous. Just beautiful, beautiful work that Michael is doing there. Give him a DM if you want to quote. They're about four to five months out right now, which is pretty quick for a lot of people, which is really quick for most uh, pit builders. He's been doing this since he was a kid, so he, uh, he has a lot of experience. And the newest stuff that he puts out is just every time every time something new comes out of I'm blown away again that Centex underscore smokers I have a website at Kevin's BBQ check it out if you're digging these please subscribe that way you don't miss out at the end stay safe stay sane and blue thank you so much for doing this well good morning blue how are you doing great man I'm just uh sitting across the street in, in an office from from the restaurant been over there this morning uh getting things going and uh, the, the guys in the pit room were uh, nice enough to let me step away for a little bit and, and come yeah. visit <laughs> that, that's nice you're it's it's really really fresh too what, what was it was it december did you guys open in december or was it late november yeah we opened up uh december 1st we've been uh rocking right along now so uh yeah just per, pretty pretty new venture for us yeah definitely well and there's a lot of different things I want to get into, but first off, what's, what is Beaumont like? So Beaumont is, we're about 90 miles, uh, kind of, I guess, east, kind of almost northeast of Houston. We're, we're only about 30 miles away from the Louisiana border. Beaumont's got about 120,000 people, uh, but there's also some surrounding communities of uh, Port Arthur, uh, Orange, or some other towns that kind of make up what we all call the golden triangle or Southeast Texas. Okay. Um, so, and they're all pretty close to each other. So if you take in, you know, that whole area, you're looking at over 300,000 people. Oh, that's a, um, that's a decent amount of <laughs> potential. Yeah, business. It's, yeah. It's a, it's a lot more than you think, but you know, there's just like every, every town, we've got a lot of smaller communities around those. And I actually live in one of the smaller communities uh, called Finette. And it's only like a couple thousand people. So, but we were all, we we're all relatively close to Beaumont. A lot of people work within the Beaumont, Port Arthur, Orange area. Yeah. I just kind of grew up a, a small town kid and in that little community of Finette still live out there to this day. Our family's been in this area for a very long time uh, with the birth of my son. Now we're seven generations here. In wow. The that's Texas amazing. Area. Yeah. Uh, so our family has a lot of history here. You know, whenever we were thinking about starting this whole barbecue thing. Uh, we definitely wanted for it to be here 
in the Beaumont area uh, because it, it is important to us. This is this whole area is home to us and has been home for our family for a long time. What was that first generation doing? Not it's a little off topic, but what what did they? It's a uh, yeah. So uh, oddly enough, I know a lot about my family history. Uh, we've got it tracked all the way back to the twelfth century. Uh, my last name that is, is yeah, it's crazy. Um, my last name is Broussard. And uh, so that that's how it comes from a, a French background. So our family originally came from France and they traveled over to Nova Scotia and they were exiled from Nova Scotia and they were part of the first Acadians that came to first. They went to the Dominican Republic and then they were went to settled in the Louisiana or uh, New Orleans area. OK. And so my family back then, whenever they got to Louisiana, they were all they were all cattle raisers. And so they, over the years, they eventually kept heading further east or or further west from New Orleans. Makes sense. uh, Towards Texas in search of new grazing lands for their cattle. And my great, great, great grandfather settled in this area, just a little bit south of Beaumont. And that was in the mid 1850s. And we've been here, uh, been here ever since. Uh, do you guys own the same property that was, or do you, or do you pass by some places that that used to be my great great grandfather's home? Or yeah, we uh, interesting about that. We actually have uh, still, uh, and it's still intact. It's uh, just a few years ago. Uh, my father did a complete restoration of it, but we have my great 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 grandfather's home. Uh, the construction on that was completed, I believe, in 1859, and so it's just. Uh, it's 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 so it really is you know whenever you look at this part of the country that we're in uh and especially this part of texas there's not going to be that many things that you know date back further than that compared like if we were on the east coast or the northeast coast there's a lot of older Mm -hmm. uh you know buildings and things like that but to to be able to have that and still have that in place is uh is really cool Uh, wow he and he restored it in the interior and the exterior of it Yes. Yes. It's uh, amazing. It it is. And it's a, it's a little smaller Acadian style home. uh, But uh, just for it to be, I mean, all the original woodwork, uh, everything Uh, is still in it. it, it, It's really neat. Yeah. And I think, and part of me is super, I, I, my, my dad was a woodworker and he built furniture and we, we, he and I in a past life sold furniture. So I, and I understand craftsmanship in that sense too, and woodworking, but I think I've also, because of the pandemic, I've watched a lot of HDTV. So I've, I've watched a lot of like barnwood builders and it's just, it's amazing to see how people put things together back then and the craftsmanship and how detailed things were. That, that must be, that's really special. I've never spoken to anyone that has that sort of connection nor still has those that's that's that object that house is still in your family that's fascinating it's just amazing and and your family was is in the mortuary business right Right yes so uh the the my grandfather i was just telling you about that we still have his home uh one of his sons um moved in from the the small finette community moved into the into beaumont that was my great great grandfather and uh just like just like his father he was into to ranching uh, he was really a uh, known for his horsemanship, and he went to work for a gentleman here in in Beaumont that owned a livery stable, and that would eventually turn out to be his father-in-law. And so, if you look back at the history of of funeral homes in the United States, you know uh, before the before the Civil War, there really were not that many funeral homes because. The Civil War was really the first time in our history of our country where deaths were occurring away from people's homes. Okay, that makes uh, sense. So uh, this this is in the late 1880s, 1889 to be specific. My great-great-grandfather uh, opened up the, uh, the first standalone uh, funeral home parlor, as it was called back then, in the downtown Beaumont area. And it was a Broussard livery stable and undertaking company a lot of the people back then didn't just open up a funeral home they either had a livery stable where they would have uh, means of transportation say a a horse and carriages or they may have had a lumber store or a general store Uh, maybe those those families went into helping assist building caskets 
yeah, that our uh, again that that date back dates back quite a while. Uh, but uh, you know, another thing that we're we're proud to hang our hat on is that we uh, that is still a family business, and myself, uh, my sister Jamie, uh, and my dad Jim uh, are are still very very you know involved in that. And so that's been going on within our family for five generations now. So again, just another thing that uh, you know may be kind of kind of unique to us, but it's we're, it, we're 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 proud to to still be carrying that torch. And it uh, should be. And it's it's this is really interesting. And people probably are like, "Why are they talking about this? This is a barbecue." <laughs> thing. But it's this is life, and this is also we're leading into this. And and I'm I'm very curious. And this is something so unique to this to the show to anything like I, it, to these chats that i do and I, I i'm fascinated by this and so then you went directly were you going to just take on the family business or how did you get into barbecue and food yeah so um i told you i, I grew up in a small town of, of finette and uh it was just small town life uh i grew up uh, uh my dad has a uh, has some land there in Finette, and that's where I grew up. We, got, we had cows, horses, the whole nine yard. I was always the kid outside, uh, helping out with with those daily activities, or always enjoyed hunting and fishing. So I never really saw myself going into our family business. And but I, I guess about the time I turned sixteen or so, finally got my driver's license, and uh, I started being around it a little bit more. Uh, started officially working there. Uh, really saw you know what our what our what my dad did every day whenever he went in uh, to the office and uh i really saw that it was and i saw what my grandfather did at the time he was still working uh and i just i, I just i realized what a what a good and kind of a noble noble profession without a doubt you know i kind of i kind of I, I took to that naturally kind of went with that path uh, after being you know exposed and being around it went to college at uh sam houston state university which is huh in Huntsville, Texas, a little bit north of the Houston area. After I got out of school there, I went to another school in, in Houston to get licensed for a profession within the, the funeral service industry. Yeah, early 20s, I was I was doing that full time. Uh, did that, you know, every single day for 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 many years. Does that uh, take an emotional toll on you? You know, it, 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 to, to say that it that it doesn't or, or to say that you know, a, a lot of people will ask us, oh, you know, you may kind of, you must get used to that or, or, or this or that, uh, you know, you, you're not human if, uh, if, if those things don't, uh, you know, don't take a toll on you, you know, uh, so you just, uh, you know, you, you do your best to, to be compassionate and to treat others the way that you would want to be treated. Uh, it's obviously one of the most difficult time in, oh, yeah. in anybody's life, you know, again, it's, our, our family is really proud to, to be able to say that, uh, you know, we we've, we've truly always, you know, put the families that we serve, uh, you know, their needs, put those first and foremost, even above our our own, and uh, you know, that's always made us be able to to sleep sleep a little better at night, knowing that yeah, we're yeah. trying to do the right thing for people. And yeah. uh, you know, it, it's just like with any anything else that you do in life. Whenever you're sincere with people, uh, whenever people know that you're honest and that you're trustworthy, pe- pe- people can see that, and. Uh, you know, it, it speaks volumes. Uh, and again, that's just another reason why, you know, I'm, I'm proud that our family is, uh, is still involved in our business. And I know my sister and my father, you know, feel the exact same way. And you have, and you have to, to, to continue that on for generations and, 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 and I'm sure it's because of the small community, there are people, you know, there are people like it's, it's just crossover like that with COVID is this, a different time is this a harder time we're uh, you know obviously different parts of the country or experience different things and they have you know in 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 terms of just how we you know handle things daily you know it's whenever just just like everybody else across the country whenever the news first came out about the covid and uh you know certain restrictions and whatnot you know it was we certain times we you know they couldn't have certain types of gatherings or had yeah, to limit uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's tough for everybody because naturally whenever, uh, whenever, a, a child is born, whenever somebody gets married, whenever, if, uh, whenever there's a death of a family member, you know, our natural thing as humans, as, as humans is for us to, to reach out to each other together and to be able to show our support. Yeah. Those, you know, those types of gatherings were certainly limited and, uh, it's, uh, you know, re- really was really tough, uh, 
you know, for uh, for for our team there at Bruce Sarge as well. Uh, you know, just trying to to navigate and manage through, uh, you know, all the all the protocols there, and try to at the same time still try and honor the person's life, yeah. of the person's uh, death that has occurred. So it was definitely some challenging times, and uh, we're still you know still navigating through things daily as they yeah yeah no yeah you know, like everyone else yeah. Yeah, no easy way, no easy way to say that, really. So, I mean, no, 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 there's not. And it's, it, so, but with opening a restaurant <laughs> during this COVID, that's it's really crazy. You had a food truck first, right? You had a were you serving out yeah. a truck first? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for yeah, actually talking about barbecue. Sorry, I went on that. Talk, talk I love no, 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 and I'm gonna good. keep. Mo I'm gonna keep most of it because yeah. it's this life, and I, I think a lot of people when they write me about these, they, they kind of like because they get to know the person. My whole goal, and I think I've mentioned this probably a million times, but is to get to know you better so that when they come visit, they feel like they know you better. And they maybe, you're, it's like a friend or at least some, they have some kind of connection to you. So that way, when they do talk to you or you know, check out your yeah, pants or whatever, yeah. it's, just, it's a way, it's just like a first introduction. So it's, that's your life. And that is, that's where you came from. And that's what's important. That's what, you're not a, like a, just a barbecue guy. It's your, you're blue you're you have a you have a past and a life so yeah. so how so that yeah so then what's the transition how did you open up the, the food truck yeah we uh in 2015 a good friend uh of mine uh, his name is uh is david thompson uh he and i just started I, I earlier before that he and i started hanging out a lot and we we both had a passion for cooking whether it be barbecue or just whatever it was mm -hmm. and uh I mean, even go further back than that, he and I were probably the guys that were always cooking at a, a party in college for friends or having a fish fry or whatever it was. Uh, just always enjoyed uh, entertaining people and, and uh, you know, cooking, making sure the music's right for the crowd, all, all of those little things. Mm -hmm. um, so 2015, he and I bought a, uh, bought a food trailer and it was just on a little crazy idea to really, we, just, we really just wanted a, a really nice barbecue trailer. And uh, we had set up uh, at an event in downtown Beaumont before that, and we had a little pull behind smoker. And uh, it was the first event that we'd ever done anything and, and tried to sell food at. Uh, we set up, we uh, served some beef ribs, and we had pulled pork sandwiches. That's all we could we could fit like a few things on the smoker. We didn't we couldn't accept credit card payments, anything like that. It was, it was a cash only deal, uh, but we did it, and we had a good response, and uh, we had a really good time with it. And so that was another uh, another reason why we just wanted to start the to get this food trailer so what were you guys uh, called at the time um at the time so my name is blue and his name was david we were uh, it was blue dave's barbecue so we had that and that was all over the, the side of the food trailer and but we're both very at the time both very very involved in our family businesses his family uh has a has a chain of grocery stores here in our area we were both very committed to our family businesses and so we could only we could only do that and set up somewhere um and and sell barbecue probably honestly, maybe like once every two or three months, or if it was like a, a fair oh, wow. festival around here, we just uh, both had, had very demanding schedules uh, for our family businesses and, and rightfully so. I mean, we had res responsibilities to mm -hmm. those companies. In 2019, uh, I'd just gotten married and uh, pretty soon after that, have a, have a little boy coming on the way. David's getting married, same thing, having a little boy come on the way. And wow. uh, we both said, you know what? time to hang up the uh the barbecue hat and uh you know we'll 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 sell the trailer and we're forever done with barbecue kind of thing that's famous that, last words <laughs> exactly exactly so the the trailer goes and uh we're we're both through with barbecue uh going on to our you know to, to live our lives sure. and, uh, so we're he and i are both still cooking every now and then at, at little little functions and uh I happened to be cooking at, at one of them here in town and it was for a lot of, a lot of people. And, um, we were just handing out just some little sampling of, of, of briskets. And my sister happened to be there who obviously we were talking earlier is, is one of my yeah. our business partners with the funeral home. I jokingly told her cause I could see her response. She was watching people eat. And I think it was really the first time that she'd ever been anywhere where we were actually serving that many people food. And I jokingly told her that, uh, I said, Hey, I said, you know, uh, you know, once we get through this event, uh, I said, you, you know, I, I know you kind of brought up, you know, maybe doing some some different things, uh, you know, throughout town as far as some some new business ideas. I said, why don't we uh, why don't we maybe think about uh, 
doing like a barbecue restaurant. And I, so we kind of kind of planted that seed. And I thought that was the end of the conversation. But uh, the next day, uh, she she called me in and she called me in and we just sat down. She said, hey, she said, we need to talk. And uh, she said, uh, uh, she said I, I really think you need to we need to talk about this some more and really, really dive into this and and think about it some uh, because like I said, I mean, she, that, I think that was really the first time that, that she saw people's responses from the food. Uh, I'd, I'd told her about it before and, uh, but you know, I, I had her there and, and had her attention there. So, yeah. Uh, but a, a quick aside, had you traveled that much outside? Had you been to central Texas? Had you been places and had barbecue? Cause I, I think I remember reading that you did study online and you study things you know yeah. there's a lot of resources these days to do this but yeah yeah there is so yeah i mean we, i grew up cooking just like a lot of guys probably uh just not not what we're doing now necessarily it was a lot more like direct heat stuff mm -hmm. uh, like you know pork ribs chicken those kind of we we grew up doing that kind of stuff every weekend so i haven't really traveled to that many places within this the state of texas which uh, would probably surprise a lot of people like i've never been to franklin barbecue i've never been to a lot of places i've been to a few of them but not near as many as as a lot of people would think and so i was i was staying home a lot but i was over the course of the years obviously i, I i'm just into cooking so i was very aware of what was going on gotcha over the last 10 years uh just through you know keeping up with things on the internet, reading books. Uh, I've watched every YouTube video I can on how to cook a brisket and still do, uh, or just anything to do with barbecue and, and continue to read books and things like that. It's just what I'm into whenever I, I'm not into that many things, but whenever I get into something like I dive headfirst into it and I want to know everything there is about it. It's just uh, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not same way with fishing as well. I love to go. I, I love the fish. Uh, it's, it's all just been kind of, you know, digging and researching and, and seeing what I could, what I could find out. And I continue to do that, you know, to this day. Which is, which is kind of nice for someone that's listening to this or watching this that lives in a small town somewhere way outside of Texas, but maybe they've had, they've had, they've had good brisket or they've at least even just seen it and thought it's, it, it, there is potential. You, you cooked a lot. So you had experience with, you know, touching and feeling and doing things, but there are people can, you know, you, it doesn't, you don't have to live in Austin or in outside of Austin or, or live in Houston or Dallas to put together great barbecue or yeah, good yeah, barbecue, yeah. but it, but it does, it does take, obviously it takes hard works. It, it takes a lot of time, a lot of passion, a lot of mistakes. Well, so then at that, when, when you're, when you had that sit down with your sister, did you think, okay, well now we need to start looking for locations or were you, or I have to really dial in my skills or how, like what? what yeah. So, yeah, so that evening, uh, like I, I went home and I, I talked with with my wife Rachel, and I was telling her about it, and I said, you know, what would you think, like if 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 if, if I did this, if we did this, and uh, without a doubt, she instantly said, you need to do it. She said, it, it'll work out, it'll work out, and so again, wow, that's that nice. was, yeah, that that was reassuring as well. Uh, but yeah, so I was talking with my sister that day, and so you know, we're uh, try to try to plan things out. She and I do, and uh, as well as whenever we're we're talking with my dad about things, so. Uh, you know, obviously, the first thing we decided that we needed to have a business plan. Uh, well, I don't think she knew how quick I would have that together. Within like two days, I had the entire business plan, you know, together. I'd, I'd, I'd had some time to think about it beforehand. It was brewing in the back of your head. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we actually had a uh, we have an event center here in in Beaumont, and uh, within that property, on in the same parking lot, there's a little building that we have where where our restaurant is now 1701 barbecue and uh it'd been just just sitting there basically as a little storage building for many years uh so uh you know it's on a it it kind of made sense for us we we had the building and made sense for us to to be able to to make some use out of it it's in kind of what we call the the old town part of beaumont it's it's okay. it's on the way to to downtown uh the our main our main highway that, that runs through here, obviously Interstate 10 runs through Beaumont. And uh, that's where a lot of the a lot of the foot traffic is, a lot of the restaurants are. But we're kind of we're, we're off the beaten path a little bit. You have to literally exit. And and if you were coming from out of town, you you wouldn't be driving by us, I guess is what I'm saying. It, well, I'll put a map to where yeah. you are below. So that may be. So you can't see it from the 10. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not going to see it from Interstate 10. So, like, if you're if you're in Houston and you're traveling to New Orleans for the weekend or something like that, you're you're going to have to exit Calder 
to get to us. And it's, it's on a, Calder, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's on Calder. It's uh, and then it's 1701 barbecue, and uh, it's at 1701 Calder. So we we got real original with the name there. So uh, <laughs> yeah, for it, for for a second when I that I had forgotten when I that I had read that it was the address, but I I, I was thinking has to do something with his history with his family's history or i'm sure there's a 1701 something that i'm sure it was an important date somewhere in your life you could probably find it yeah i know i know i tried I'm still working. <laughs> it's the address which which is common for a lot of businesses <laughs> that's and it's easy to remember i think it's easy to remember 1701 sounds really easy to remember yeah absolutely <laughs> so, that, so so that so in 2019 is that when you guys started the build out or was it and was this this, this is late 2019 yeah, this is a, um, I guess this, yeah, late, late 2019, if I'm remembering correctly, when we first kind of started talking about it. Well, yeah, that was correct. when everything was kind of normal in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so everything's kind of normal then. Uh, I started doing some demo work in the building. It's an old building. It, it's a very, very small, it's got a very, it's a small building, got a small footprint, but it's a, it's a cool building because it was built in the early 40s, 1942. I think to be exact, it had some drop down ceilings that weren't original to the building. I started tearing some of those things out and uh, we met with we met with the city in March just to kind of talk about some of our, our plans for the building to see what they wanted for codes and whatnot. And uh, everything was going great. We were supposed to get our permits. Uh, this is in 2020. Supposed to get our permit <laughs> like uh, a week later and then city hall shuts down. You know, this is whenever everything across the, the yeah. nation starts shutting down. We definitely had some had some setbacks, you know, with uh, getting our permits and whatnot. We were supposed to get them in like a week later in March, and I don't think we got them until June or July uh, because we you couldn't go meet with anybody in person, obviously. Yeah. So everything was handled by email, and uh, you know, you would think in today's time that that may might actually speed some things up, but you know, it, it it didn't. It was whenever everybody was first starting to work from home, and it was just kind of new for everybody. There was an odd panic that yeah people exactly. didn't quite know what was because you don't like I, I think i think even in the back of my my mind i was thinking it's our it, will society just break down like we didn't uh -huh. i didn't know what it, no yeah, one knew what could, yeah and people kept saying why are people buying toilet paper i think people could thought society might break down and we might not have anything this so so yeah, yeah. so that it, it does make sense and people are probably trying to get acclimated were you planning on opening in the summer before yes. like, was that your yeah. idea before Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just uh, probably the story of any other restaurant. You know, you've got a, a target date and then you actually end up hitting that target date. Like, you know, it's always going to be like six months after what you think it's going to be. We were definitely thinking like uh, at the start, you know, August of 2020, we'd be opening. And in reality, that was December the 1st of 2020. But I mean, we we, we made it through. It's uh, we not to say we expected that but uh we didn't i guess we didn't set ourselves up for for disappointment in in those regards because it's just the was just the reality of the situation did you do all the build out yourself no i did not uh we've got to uh i've again uh, pretty fortunate my uh my my father-in-law is a is a home builder and uh <laughs> so we started i, I jokingly again just kind of told him like hey you know, i'm thinking about doing a barbecue restaurant you know would uh you think uh, your company would be interested in, uh, you know, looking at some things and whatnot. And uh, turn, turned out that they were. And uh, so we were able to, to, to work pretty well together and uh, get, some, get some good things done in a timely manner. Did you think about COVID and did you think of like a more of a, a takeout? Did, you, did it change the way you, your business model? Did it change the way you wanted to set things up because of the potential with the pandemic? So, uh, I guess kind of two parts to that. I knew the way that I wanted the uh, the layout of the restaurant to be. Again, it's a it's a very very uh, sm small space. The restaurant itself. I knew that I wanted it to be to be counter service, and uh, a, a lot of your listeners will know. But uh, you know, to, to anybody who may not, I, I knew that I wanted whenever customers come in to dine, I knew that I wanted the customers to to see us cutting the meats and actually plating the food. There's some, a lot of barbecue restaurants do it differently. Uh, that's just what, what I had always envisioned. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'd been to a few places where they were doing that and, uh, and I really liked it and uh, just kind of naturally kind of gravitated towards that. So uh, I was going to, I was going to have that set up regardless, even if we could never ever 
allow people to a restaurant again ever like uh, we, we, we would have had it set up and i would have found a way to to put it on facebook live or something whenever yeah we're yeah there. have a yeah have like a tv outside <laughs> and then have like a camera yeah. you can see that would yeah no it's uh, we sad. Were, i'm glad that, that that didn't happen <laughs> yeah yeah but uh yeah so i was i i was uh, I, I i was you know determined that that's the way that we were gonna okay be set up as far as you know if whenever we were eventually able to open our doors as far as if they were going to close down dining completely and not allow diners inside restaurants at all. I, that was one of the things that I knew that I didn't have any control over. So, um, I, I, I mean, not to say I didn't worry about it, but I didn't spend too much time worrying about it because I really thought for sure that, uh, you know, we'd still be able to get food out to people, uh, mm -hmm. somehow, some way. I just didn't know how. So with the build up to it, did you, so you probably already had crafted the menu, had, you had ideas. Did you get pits and did you, and I, and you have it, you have pit hands, you have, you have a team, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. So the, 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 the buildup was a little scary because, uh, you know, we were uh, obviously with, with COVID going on, we were getting some setbacks as far as with inspectors being able to come out. You know, I started talking to people, I guess in about August and, you know, if you start talking to people about potentially hiring them, you know, you kind of obviously need to kind of give them a start date. Yeah. So uh, I was telling them, you know, hey, you know, we're hoping to be going by October. Well, come October, you know, we're we're still not ready. So, uh, yeah, I definitely had some concerns about that. You know, hey, we told people we were going to have a job for them in October and we don't right now. Yeah, there was a lot of communication going on there yeah. back and forth. Yeah, just we've got uh, getting the, getting the smokers in the pit room and. It was a, a lot going on, a lot of buildup. Uh, Where did you get your smokers from, or did you have them built somewhere locally? Yeah, I've got uh, one of the we, – we've got three smokers in the pit room right now, and we've currently got one being – another one being built. We've got uh, two of the smokers in there. I'll, I'll, well, I guess let me back up. All, this, all the smokers that we have in the pit room, they were all uh, – two of them were a gift from a family friend, believe it or not. Wow. Uh, yeah, and this, and one of them actually I got as a wedding gift from the same family, <laughs> which is a pretty cool wedding gift. Such a cool gift. <laughs> <laughs> and another pit was uh, was actually built by two of our family friends, and it just kind of over the course of the years, you know, uh, people people find out that you know this is what you're into, or, or or this is what you're doing, and they try to try to help out any way that they can, and it's like what a what what more of an awesome gift could you that's amazing is that are they thousand gallon yeah. or 500 uh so one of them i think is like a a, a 350 it's a it's, it's a lot smaller than what you would think it would be uh and the other two they're they look like propane tanks but they they weren't propane tanks but if you i had to guess one of them is going to be close to like a 750 another one's going to be close to like a 500 the one we're getting built right now would be close to like dimensions if they if they were still doing like a 750 propane tank, it'd be about that mm -hmm. size. Yeah. Okay. So they're being custom built and that's, and yeah, you know, yeah. And, you, and you need that because of the, like you, it seems like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like from day one, you had lines. Yeah. So we, uh, we opened December 1st and, you know, it's one of those things that you don't have any control over if, if people come or not. And that's what I told uh, all of our folks there at, at 1701, as far as our, our, our team, all of our staff, you know, I said, one thing we don't have any control over is if people come or not. I said, but the one yeah. thing we do have control over is the food that we're putting out and, uh, you know, being, being nice to people, uh, the hospitality that we, that we bring. And, uh, you know, I said, even if, you know, on, on day one, if there's just one person that shows up, if, uh, you know, if we, if we know that, uh, you know, if we're doing our job, uh, you know, I, I really, I really feel like we're going to be okay. We were fortunate enough December 1st, the first day that we opened, uh, we uh, we looked out the door and we had a, a really good line of folks that had come to support us um, on our on our opening day. And so that uh, from, was that like local people that had known about you or was that through? And I think I, I don't know. What did I did they start bugging you in December? Or was I, I don't know, I'm trying to remember when I started because somehow somehow you pop, popped up on my radar pretty quick. Yeah, we uh, we did probably. Uh, so I. I, I I guess about October, like uh, I started gearing up for December first to be our to be our launch day, and so in in November, probably about November first, we started I, I, we started just cooking up there daily, and uh, it was good uh, good training for me. 
as well as everybody else working up there. And we started inviting uh, family, friends, co-workers up there to come in and, and eat lunch just to kind of give us a little stress test and give us some feedback on some Smart. things. So, so we did that for, yeah, probably at, at least three weeks or so before we opened up the doors. And of course you open up the doors day one, it's, it's still, you're, you're panicking on the inside, but uh, it was better than just, you know, opening up the doors and have not done any of those practice rounds. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are really appreciative of our community for, for showing up the way that they did and that the way that they continue to do. We're just, uh, again, I've said it three or four times, we're just really, really fortunate for, for the turnout that we've had. Uh, we tried to do a good job, uh, you know, as far as documenting uh, even before, I, I guess probably about June or July, we, we started our, uh, our social media and announced that, you know, we were 17 on one barbecue on Facebook, Instagram, those things. And we tried to do a good job of uh, just, just showing updates. Uh, you know, hey, this is, this is what we're going to be doing here. Uh, you know, this is a style of food that we're cooking. We give construction updates. You know, we we do little walkthrough videos. Uh, we post pictures of uh, of food that we were cooking or thinking about cooking. And so we. And I think we then, have, then that's when I don't. I have no concept of time. So that must be yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I was starting at least to pay attention. Like what is I, I, going I, on? I, I, yeah, I, I forget what day it is all the time. Yeah, and so you know, I I knew whenever we uh, our part of Texas is really unique. Uh, the, the Beaumont and the Golden Triangle uh, part as far as Beaumont, Fort Arthur and Orange, because it really has its own style of barbecue. This is where uh, like the, the, the beef links that are in the beef casing. This mm -hmm. is this is Beaumont is the home for those. Um, there's a uh, there's a barbecue place here uh, called Patillo's. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they were one of the first ones to to start cooking those and uh, probably one of the I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know if the oldest, but one of the oldest probably continually barbecue uh, places still going in Texas. There, you know, all of the uh, 1701 barbecue is uh, uh, we wanted to, to focus on uh, for for a lot of our, our proteins that we're cooking. We wanted to focus on uh, like a like a Central Texas style influenced barbecue. And so the reason that I tell you that, that the Beaumont barbecue scene is is so different, because unlike the entire rest of the state uh we really have our own little unique barbecue here and if anybody else if there's anybody else you know that was doing it full-time in the beaumont and the surrounding areas that was had anything you know kind of like this a central texas style influence uh you know I, we, we weren't aware of it uh and that's kind of the barbecue that we started serving on our trailer uh about five years ago six years ago and we had a really good uh, response to it. It it wasn't anything that we created or or that we can take credit for, but it was just something that wasn't being offered in our area. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, you you hear this story, you know, a lot of, of different people popping up in different towns, but uh, this was just happened to be the case for us. It was uh, it, it's barbecue, but it was different than what the community was was used to re to receiving mm -hmm. and. For me, you know, somebody like me or, or even somebody like you, it, it, it's, it's not near as foreign because, you know, I've, I've, I've been following what's been going on in the, in the barbecue scene for a long time. Uh, but, you know, still to this day, you know, we'll get people that come in and. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, they, uh, they, they've never had a beef for it before uh, or, or never had a brisket that was uh, prepared the way that we're preparing. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. So we're uh, the biggest thing that I wanted to do here is is offer beef ribs daily on the menu we've been able to do it uh, daily up to this point and uh you know there's there's some people in town that you know you may see them pop up on a menu uh you know every now and then like once a month or on a weekend or something like that but to be able to get it to get it daily uh you know there's just there wasn't that in Beaumont like there would be you know uh at a you know like in Taylor or in Austin or, or any place like that. So, uh, well, and a lot of places too, to be honest, just had beef ribs on Saturday, maybe or something. Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not even, so let's talk about your menu. What's, what is your menu? And, and you're open, are you open Thursday through Sunday? Yeah. So right now we're, uh, we, we started off Monday through Friday, but now we are Tuesday through Saturday. It's a lunch only spot. And that's, uh, for two reasons, really kind of the, the location that we're in. It's, a uh, like I told you, it's, a it's called old town and it's really a it's a business district 
So a lot of people will commute to work in downtown, but a lot of people don't live in the downtown area. Gotcha. So it's a great location to catch the launch crowd. That number one for that reason. And then number two is because just basically the the style and the methods that we're cooking and with our our, our limited floor plan, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, we we couldn't really prepare for for more than that one lunch service currently right now. But, you know, again, just to say how super proud I am of, of our community for supporting us, for for us to move from that Monday to Friday to a Tuesday to Saturday was we did that in response to the community telling us that they want us to open on Saturday. And that is, was such a big leap that we were really afraid to do because this part of town that we're in is a Monday through Friday business crowd. And to open on Saturdays is such a- These people have to come from, yeah. Yes. So we've done it and Saturdays have been our biggest, it's always, it's our biggest day of the week ever since we did it. Oh, that's great. That's Uh, amazing. That's that's a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just an amazing- Four months in, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just, just talking about our menu, our, our menu is, uh, is really, really, uh, small and, uh, it, it is barbecue focused. We're, we're 1701 barbecue and we wanted to, to identify as a place. If you thought about barbecue in town that, that you wanted to come to, to 1701, there's a lot of places in town that, uh, we'll do some barbecue, um, you know, but they'll also do like some burgers and wings and things like that. And, and I like all those places. I, I frequent them a lot, uh, but we really wanted to uh, just really focus on uh, straight barbecue here. And again, it, it's got a lot to do with the footprint and we're, we're kind of limited in, in, in what we could do with the space. So but what yeah, proteins it, do you have? Yeah, just a very, very straightforward menu. We've got, uh, we've got brisket, we've got beef ribs, pork ribs, pulled pork. Um, we're got some smoked turkey breasts, and then we're also making a, an in-house sausage as well. And that's really it. The the only other thing that we might add, we've had it in kind of a research and development phase uh, since we've opened. We just hadn't been happy enough with it put on the menu. As uh, we're we're really uh, trying to to really dial in a, a boudin that we're making, but we want to do it a little different. We want to do it with our smoked pulled pork and, oh, wow. uh, and make some boudin with it. So. Uh, Again, we're in we're 30 miles from Louisiana. Uh, a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah, a lot of Cajun French influence here. Uh, so we're we definitely have our our eyes on on being able to do that. But we just just not. You want to do it. You want especially where you are. You want to do it right. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and we're at the point now to where there's a lot of local companies here that that make really good boudin and make really good sausage. But we're kind of at a point now with what we're doing at 1701. Where if we're going to serve it, we're, we 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 have to make it because that's uh, you know, everything else on the menu that people are coming to get, they know that it's getting made there in house, and they know that we're uh, you know, we're we're putting our love and care into it, and uh, you know, I I, I don't I don't want to cheat that process, uh, you know, by any means, and you know, there's like I said, there's a lot of good a lot of good companies here in town that are uh, putting out some good products, but it's just uh, that's that's what we want to you know st- stick with at 1701. So down the road, do you think like not too far down the road, you'll have a sausage and a boudin, right? That's the plan. That's the plan. plan. That's the plan. Uh, <laughs> it, as, it seems, but it seems like a lot of things that you planned out. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, I've come to fruition. So yeah. Yeah. Whenever I whenever I eat that boudin and I say that that's the best boudin I've ever had, then that's what it'll be on the menu. So we're I don't know. I, I get a little weird about that stuff. I mean, I I mean I don't know. I say that, but I guess not. I mean, you know, you you do something, you want to be proud of it, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you want people to eat it and be like, you know, that man, that's I've never had anything like that. Or that's really, really good. So uh, that's the whole reason we're doing this. And what, and what sides do you have? Our sides, again, very, very limited. It's just we've got a uh, potato salad and we make that in house too. the neat little twist that we put on that, which which I love is we put a, a sweet jalapeno relish uh, in our potato salad. We've got a cilantro coleslaw that we make, which is pretty, again, we're in, in big Cajun country here. So. A lot of uh, restaurants, a lot of people around here used to go and get like fish tacos or shrimp tacos, things like that. And uh, it's kind of a blend between like a Cajun and a, and a Mexican flair dish. So we've got a cilantro coleslaw that we do. Uh, we've got some, uh, some, some pinto beans that we cook up and every day they're a little different. May have some brisket in them, may have some of our sausage in them. Uh, and then we're also doing uh, some, some collard greens right now. Do you have a dessert at all too? Yeah, yeah, that, that's kind of- yeah, that's a, that, that, that's ever evolving. Uh, that's i I'm, I'm definitely not a, uh, not a baker or not a, not a sweets person. 
but we're fortunate enough to uh, to have a, a a lady on staff, and that is her passion. And from day one, whenever I started That's talking nice. to her about it, you know, uh, I said, "Hey, I said we'd really like to give you an opportunity to, uh, you know, to kind of explore that and uh, get creative with it." And uh, so every day, you know, probably once a week, you know, she'll we're we're whipping up new things or or trying this. That's this or that. fine. But, uh, yeah, it is. It's it's cool, and you know the cool thing is that everybody knows that whenever they come in, that it was made fresh, fresh that day. And so, if we run out of like a certain dessert or anything, or run out of a certain meat, to say you know it's really everybody's pretty understanding. I mean, they they get it that we're trying to make things as fresh as possible. But uh, yeah, on the dessert menu, you know, pretty regular like a banana pudding, uh, blackberry cobbler. Uh, we've had a she's she's made some uh. Uh, I think like a banana bear, banana bread pudding, uh, which I mean, it's just good stuff that goes with barbecue. Yeah, no, that's, and, it, yeah. and it's nice because it cuts the barbecue. It's a great, that's a great compliment. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's like great to have her. And even with all of our sides, I mean, I started cooking some of those sides whenever we had our food trailer and, uh, you know, my, my wife also, uh, she likes to cook and entertain just as much as I do. So, uh, you know, a lot of the sides that we have at the restaurant, or, uh, you know, sides that either she's created or it's kind of been like a collab between she and I, uh, you know, like I was, I was maybe doing potato salad this way and she was doing potato salad this way whenever we'd have people over and we'd try different things. So, uh, she's, uh, she's just as into to cooking as I am. And, uh, she's helped me a lot with, uh, you know, with menu items and, uh, just all things in general with the restaurant. So. Is it fun to see people from pretty far away starting to show up? Yeah, it's uh, it really is. We've uh, you know, again, we're ninety miles from the Houston area, so uh, you know, somebody's either got to be passing through, or really just coming here on a on kind of a barbecue tour. We've had people that are coming over from the Houston area, uh, and coming out and kind of camping out. I guess you'd say before we open the doors. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really neat to see, and uh, we don't don't take that for granted that uh, people are you know you know, making plans and it's, it's neat to see, you know, young families showing up with their kids oh, that's uh, great. Just coming to, to kind of make an a, event out of this. And again, it's a, you know, you'd really have, everybody would kind of really have to be familiar with, with the Beaumont area to, you know, really describe the location where we're at, but to see them coming out at, at this particular location and supporting us like, like they have on Saturdays uh, is just, uh, I mean, I, I, I I don't have words to describe it. I mean, just just super proud that uh, of our our community and the people that are are supporting us. And I think if anyone's listened to this, they they know that's how it, that's really how you feel. It, it it comes across. It definitely comes across. And you're using also you aren't you using really good quality meats too? Yeah, we're uh, you know we wanted to to focus on a you know really small scale menu, but uh, using the best meats that we could. Uh, so yeah, all of our briskets that we're cooking, they're all prime briskets. Uh, they're all USDA prime. The, the, what we're cooking right now, we're, we're getting our briskets from 1855. Um, all of our beef ribs are uh, from 44 Farms. And uh, anybody that may be familiar with, with their yeah. products, I mean, that's, it, it's, it's, you look at the marbling on those beef ribs and I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's one of the best of the best. And, you know, we try to try to continue that into, to, to all of our meats. I mean, like for instance, uh, all of our sausage that we make, it's all from the trimmings from our brisket. So it's an all beef sausage. So the sausage that you eat whenever you come to 1701, it's all made with ground meat. That's all prime ground meat. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, that's, you, you're not going to get a better ingredient to go into your sausage than that. You know? <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, if, if anybody ever kind of, you know, we, it, for, for the most thing everybody understands and whenever they come to 1701 they know that's what we're focused on uh but yeah i mean you may have the, the person every now and then you know may kind of question a price you know of, of a menu item or anything like that but uh, again pretty fortunate we're able to to talk to to those folks and you know let them know that hey what we're trying to do here and we're we're really using the best ingredients here and, you know that's why the you know you may see this reflection on some pricing and then yeah. once, you, once you do that they they totally get it and uh, it's it's all good you know I think people are starting, at least I think people are understanding that it's a, it, sometimes it's interesting how people will post a menu 
from somewhere across the United States. And then I'll see like in a Texas, like a group on Facebook or something, I'll say like, I can't believe that's that much per pound. Well, also too, like you don't understand the rent of this place in New York or whatever, wherever this is in Los Angeles or it's, and 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 it's, yeah, the meat prices combined with rent combined with labor, everything there's, there's, there's always all those components too that, that come into play. Uh, Is there anything that we've missed for all the different ways to get a hold of you, it's it's the website 1701barbecue.com, right? Yeah, it's uh, and obviously we're on a you know, just like everybody else, Facebook, Instagram, it's where we're the most active again, just like everybody else. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we're we're posting on there daily or at least every other day and uh, try to try to stay on top of the game as far as responding to people. I'm, I'm putting together this, I'm gonna publish it soon of what a first timer should get when they go to different barbecue places. And you gave me a great answer. And so I'll put a link to that below so that way people can see kind of what you know, get an idea of what you would recommend a first timer order because it is that's it's a nice and and you some people it's funny that you'll see the answer some people like gave me a sentence and then someone like you gave me a good and then i have i have another person from california that gave me like a paragraph i'm like wow that's pretty amazing like it's interesting how, how like it, it all depends on the specific amount of time someone has probably at that moment to to respond to me yeah man i i, I really appreciate it i mean i uh you know i've i've listened to uh i've listened to a lot of your shows and uh oh, I've thank you to, Listen to a lot of your shows. Listen to a lot of the uh, the tells from the pits guys. Oh uh, yeah, and I mean the whole Great. time whenever I was over there just just demoing everything in seventeen oh one, I either had uh either had your podcast going or I'd have their podcast going. I love uh, those guys. Yeah, they and they and you can tell how much they love barbecue. Like that's absolutely that's and they're and what's what's sad is like I lo- I love it just as much as them, but I can't get out. Like I can't get out. Like right. <laughs> I don't live in Texas currently. Anyone who who is watching this and listening to this. I recommend their podcast for sure. Tales I'll put a, I'll put a link to that to their podcast too because I love those guys. One, one of I, your real, real quick, one of the, the the best ones is whenever you had a whenever you were interviewing a Brett uh, from Brett's backyard and he let the people into his house. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. They he, he he thought they were what home inspect. What was it? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. He thought they were like inspectors or something. It turned out to be they were uh, LDS. They were uh yeah yeah they they came in and they sat and he, yeah that that was pretty amazing that was and i'm glad like and that's what i kind of love about this too is that i'm kind of documenting little slices of time but i need to i need to revisit that one because that was hilarious and the way, he's like i can't believe kevin i can't believe what just happened i let some people in my house like, and they were shocked too they were like why are you letting us into tomorrow yeah so, so he messaged me and he said uh he said that he enjoyed the episode that we did with uh, the Tales from the Piss guys. And I messaged him back and I said, well, I really enjoyed the one that you did with uh, with Kevin about, it, <laughs> I was talking about that. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah, it's I, I need to promote that one again, just as a funny because it was it was really unexpected. And it also shows like what he, he has, obviously, a lot going on in his mind. He has these and he's so focused and so he's very business minded. And then having some some guys randomly come out, I, th- I do think they were inspecting his house or something. Yeah, that was and that was like 17,000 years ago. But it was that. Thank you. That was I love that one. And thanks for bringing that one up. I'll, I'll try if I if I'm smart enough, I'll put a link below. I'm obviously not not the most savvy at this. That's, but I, but very soon I will be getting on the road again. And I I cannot wait to visit. Yeah, we we appreciate it, and uh, you know, I just uh, thank you for all you do for uh, for for the barbecue industry, man. Well, thank you. I I, I love it. Well, have have a great day, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon. All right, man. Keep in touch. Thanks. All right, all right take care. All right, thanks so much. Bye.